Chapter 6 The morning did not start well. James woke to the sound of his mum banging on his door. Five minutes till we leave, she called. He propped his head up and glanced at his alarm clock and groaned. He'd forgotten to set it the night before. It was Friday, which meant that he wasn't going to breakfast club, which meant that he had breakfast at home, but with only five minutes to leave, he'd barely have time to get anything. He thought about pretending to be ill, but decided that it would cause more trouble than it was worth. Five minutes later, he was still half asleep, but he had his clothes on and was outside. He'd only had time to grab a banana on the way out of the house, and was now eating it while walking to school in a rain of fine mist. Exactly the sort of rain that tricked you into not doing up your coat, and then soaked you by the time you got to school. By the time he got to school, he was very wet, and he was still hungry, and he'd remembered about Mrs. Gently and the puzzle sheet, which meant he was not in a good mood. Unfortunately for James, things only got worse. The bell sounded, and he trudged across the black asphalt to 6K's line. While they waited to go in, he overheard Yasser from the Year 6 class lined up next to him, saying that he'd cracked the fourth cryptogram. James hadn't even seen the first one yet. It was so incredibly unfair. He wasn't even allowed to ask to see it. He would need to see if he could persuade someone else in class to ask for him. He looked down the line for Jenny, and saw that she was near the front with asthma. Well, that meant she'd be no good to talk to all day. He shook his head with disappointment as he felt the squiducking key under his shirt. Talking to Jenny about what the king under the fort had said would have been a distraction from the code-breaking, but he could only imagine how long it would take, with Jenny trying to get Asthma to understand, that an old badger under an Iron Age fort had taken James into his hall and talked to him about animal politics. He kept quiet and started thinking of ways to get to the puzzle sheet. The first lesson was P.E., they got changed in the classroom, and with Mrs. Gently, that meant twenty minutes of mayhem. James had his P.E. bag on his desk, and pulled off his school jumper and then his T-shirt, ready to change into his P.E. kit. While he was standing with just his school trousers on, Rudy, who was playing fives with two boys on the table next to James, happened to look over. "'Hey, James, what's that thing around your neck?' he jeered. James looked down and saw the squiducking key hanging on the lanyard. He'd forgotten he was wearing it he quickly pulled on his P-shirt to cover it up. Somehow, among all the talking and children playing, Mrs. Gently noticed. She shuffled over to him, her baggy dress draped over the corner of his desk. James, she said, you know the rules about jewellery in school. He looked at her with disbelief. There were children in the classroom actually sitting on the tables chatting, and she was telling him off for wearing a lanyard. Sorry, Mrs. Gently, he managed to say. I'll make sure and... "'You'll make sure and hand it to me. Rules are rules.' She looked down at him, her loose-skinned, sagging face formed into as much of a stern look as her old muscles could manage. She held out a wrinkled hand. The whole class spotted the telling off and fell silent. They weren't used to Mrs. Gently actually doing teacher-like things. James stared back up at her. There was something different about her today. She looked less together than normal and the way she moved her arm seemed mechanical and unnatural. He said nothing. "'It's a simple choice,' she said. "'Give me the necklace, or you can explain to the head teacher why the rules don't apply to you.' Anger coursed through his veins. He could feel his face going red. She wasn't telling Rudy off for playing a game instead of getting changed. She wouldn't let the class look at the puzzle sheet. 
even though all the other Year 6 classes were spending loads of time on the cryptograms. It really was unfair, but he didn't want to have to explain the squidducken key to the head teacher, or worse, have the school call his parents. He wasn't going to let Mrs. Gently have the key, though. He reached through the collar of his PE shirt with his left hand to pull the lanyard up over his head. At the same time, he quickly stuck his right hand up from below, unclipped the key and slipped it into his trouser pocket. He hung the empty lanyard on Mrs. Gently's loose old hand. She coughed, leaving her hand outstretched. And the pendant? He was going to ask her what she meant, and then he thought of something better. It's not a pendant, it's my front door key, he lied. I need it to get into my house. Indeed, she nodded. And are you going home now, James? A few girls on the table behind him stifled a laugh. Rudy was smiling at him, and it made him want to hit something. No, he said quietly. Then hand me the key, please. There was no reason why she could possibly want the key, but something about her face made James feel uneasy. Not just her expression, but something else that he couldn't quite put his finger on. It made him think of the run-in with Chimera at the clock tower. With the whole class watching, he pulled out the squidducken key and placed it in Mrs. Gently's hand. She withdrew her hand awkwardly and shuffled back to her desk. She locked the key in the desk drawer. James kept a low profile in class for the rest of the morning. He wanted to make sure that Mrs. Gently had no reason not to give him the key back at the end of the day. At lunchtime he found Jenny. Even though she was sitting with asthma on the end of one of the long dinner hall tables eating lunch, he decided to talk to her. Did you see what happened in PE? he said. Yes. You don't normally wear your key around your neck, do you? Jenny said. It wasn't my key. It was the squidducken key. James looked at asthma. He didn't want to talk in front of her, but decided that she probably couldn't understand and certainly wouldn't be telling anyone else. I met with the king under the fort last night. He told me to keep the key safe and that the foxes were probably working for the magpies trying to steal the Stone of Brighthelm. The Stone of Brighthelm? What's that? Jenny said. James waited. Jenny waited too. James was relieved. This was the first time he'd spoken to Jenny with asthma around that didn't result in a flurry of mimes. I don't know, but it's powerful. Last time it was used it caused the Great Storm. Or at least, I think that's what the king meant. Will you hang around at the end of the day? It'd be good to have someone around when I get the key back. There's something strange about Mrs. Gently. I hadn't noticed it before. Strange? She seems normal to me. I have to wait with asthma for her taxi. Then I'll come back to class. Thanks, he said. The afternoon went excruciatingly slowly. Partly because James wanted to get the key back, and partly because he still desperately wanted to look at the puzzle sheet. He had also decided to go back to Preston Park to check on the Sentinelms. Friday was normally cricket club, but it had finished a couple of weeks ago after the clocks went back, so he'd have another chance to check on the trees while it was still light. He didn't want to be there in the dark, with Chimera's clan around. At the end of the day, it was the usual hectic time in class. Mrs. Gently sat at her desk while the children grabbed their stuff and raced out, leaving the class looking like it had been hit by a hurricane. James loitered in the cloakroom until everyone had gone. Then he walked up to the teacher's desk. "'Yes?' she asked vacantly. "'I was wondering if I could have my key back.' He was polite and as calm as possible. "'I'm sorry?' "'My key, that you took earlier. Could I please have it back?' Again, James felt that something was wrong. This should have been a simple request. "'Ask for key, 
gets key. I had a look at that key over lunch, she said, and I don't believe it's the key to any house around here. This was not going well. James didn't want to get caught in a deeper lie. He just wanted the key back. In fact, I'm not sure the key is even yours, young man. Only Mrs. Gently's mouth was moving. The rest of the old skin around her face was perfectly still. It was quite unnerving. It is my key, James said defiantly. I was given it, and I want it back, please. And who gave you the key? He wanted to reach over the desk, open the drawer and yank it out. But he certainly wasn't going to tell her that a badger who lived under the hill fort had entrusted him with a magical key to protect Brighton's secret underground river complex. If you can't answer a simple question, you won't be getting the key back. She looked up at him, just her eyes, not the rest of her face. I don't trust you, James. I don't know how you got this key, but unless you can prove it's yours, it will stay in this drawer. I have finished work now, and I am going home. Please leave. James felt his face getting hot. He clenched his fists, but controlled himself. He didn't know what else he could do. Then something strange happened. Mrs. Gently licked her old, dry lips, just like she often did. But her tongue. It wasn't normal. James took a step back in shock. It reminded him of a cat's tongue. Leave, said the teacher, this time more forcefully. James decided it was time to go, and he turned and almost ran out of the door. There was definitely something very wrong with Mrs. Gently.